coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge. Louisville is the greatest. Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. And I am Chris Hatfield. I don't know about you, Gabe, but I, I before we get on, I listened to the, uh, the 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 daily Trump press conference, and <laughs> it it is pretty funny to me that Westworld just premiered because we we may very be, well be living in our own version of Westworld here. So it, it's it's fun times. It's uh it's it's quite a time to be alive, Chris. Uh, the last time we had this podcast, I think, was two weeks ago. Yeah. And the the world was a much different place. My God. It was, yeah, I I can't even, I can't even fathom how different it was. And like, I feel like we're going to say the same thing in two weeks. Like remember two weeks ago when we like had this conversation about the coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) and then we're going to be like in two weeks, it's just going to be absolutely off the wall. Actually three weeks ago was our last podcast, but yeah. It's a, it's funny to me because I, I recently got, a new phone um so moving on each up. Time, yeah each time I've, I've got a new phone i've done this thing to where i like look at all the streaming services and i kind of debate like maybe switching one because i've been like a spotify guy for a while now but i i kind of download them all and go through them and, okay. and check them out again and it's hilarious because on every like every platform the recommended playlist was like feel good music make your best day music and i'm just like i i think that's that's the kind of overlooked thing about this is like the whole mental aspect and the in the toll that it's really taking on people because of you know you know social media and just because it's so blatantly in your face 24 hours from every it's, each day you wake up it, you can't escape it it's no question I, it's it's weird because like, you know, you mentioned that and, you know, uh, my wife Tara and I have like watched movies and we've just watched like corny, like romantic comedies. Like last night we watched the Julia Roberts classic, Notting Hill. And yes. it's just like, you know, just trying to feel better. And we were like going through movies like, oh, that's kind of, you know, just straight for the comedies, man. I'm not, you, you guys who are watching Contagion and Outbreak are like, are crazy. <laughs> like I have no interest in watching. I did, I did watch, I did watch Pandemic or Panademic or, or yeah, however Pandem- you say yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I watched that a few days ago, but I've stayed away from that for the most part. I mean. I, I don't know about you because I but I've I've been off work and my last day was literally Friday before yeah. all this shit hit the fan. So I was gonna be staying at home anyway and now I'm staying home more and it's just like, you know, a five o'clock comes, I'm I'm gonna drink a few beers and and then watch some movies and go to bed and then I'll wake up and I'll exercise out of my mind because I don't have else anything else to do and then yeah, here we are. Um it, it's it's strange, man. Um it, it's it's so strange. Um yeah yeah it's really weird i'm working from home um monday was the first day i worked from home i've got uh a a, my 16 month old son attempting to work from home with me and that's going about as well as you could possibly imagine (laughs) yeah i've heard that i heard that from a lot of people both my wife and i working remote and um yeah, that's it's really successful. <laughs> really <laughs> pleased with the the outcomes. Um, we've definitely been answering emails at night after he goes to bed around seven thirty, uh, which is great. 
Uh, I think there are a lot of people where you're at currently right now because I, I ran through Cherokee Park this morning and I kind of tweeted about it. But like at 11 o'clock, they're straight up like <laughs> yeah, moms, you and, moms and dad with 40s in Cherokee Park walking their dogs. And I'm just like, people have had enough already of this week. <laughs> we, uh, when we got the news that uh, we're, we're going to talk about Andy Bashir some, but when uh, Governor Bashir talked about to go drinks, we were just like, okay, what like margarita place? You know, because we have it's a margarita machine. We made margaritas last night, and we're like, okay, this is great, but like El Taco Luchador is like frozen margarita is just like a perfect alchemy, and right. <laughs> and so like, can we just get that to go? Can we get like a pitcher of gold rushes to go at a <laughs> at Silver Dollar? Yeah. Um, already seeing some places they're putting like it's like the, i think they're making like a box cocked of cocktail like materials and they can make like four to five cocktails which is whatever the cutting edge thing is i'm sure that it's going to be discovered in, in mobile kentucky yeah that's imagine that was like something i was super interested in like a week ago is like what are the things that are going to come out of this that are like super cool and like okay to go cocktail making like all in <laughs> like like two years from like you know we didn't do to go cocktails before the coronavirus <laughs> yeah and i mean <laughs> even even on a much like bigger note it is kind of wild to like hear these stories that surface pretty much daily about how China is seeing significantly less pollution. Um, yes. And it's LA and too. Yeah. 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 That's been kind of wild for me and how many lives that is, that is saving just because that is, that is happening now and it's a, you know, short reset. So there are a few, um, if you want to look very deeply, there are a few little bright spots that have came out of this thing, but let's, let's talk a little bit about Andy this year. I'm not sure you could have, scripted a uh definitely could have scripted a better time for his first couple weeks in, in office but the way he's handled it i'm not imagining that you could imagine someone doing it much better yeah it's he's done just about everything you could have asked for from a leader and not to make this not to make the i mean we've talked about politics a hundred times on this podcast but it's just one of those things where you're just like thank the good lord <laughs> that this dude yeah. is the one who's talking to people yeah um i i retweeted it i saw someone else uh, tweeted the it it was like all kentucky residents and it was like a gif of of woody looking at his foot and it says andy (laughs) on it i was like like, we're his people (laughs) because he said that yesterday it's like those are my people and i was like that's uh, amazing (laughs) i retweeted instantly and like shared it with three people it was so funny yeah i'm Um, not sure i even uh i mean i've i've been probably more skeptical than you about about andy and i i didn't imagine things going this well but it's it's been near flawless i mean i I saw a few people the other day there were a few media reporters from the courier journal and wdrb that that talked about how they have submitted questions um and and they haven't got answered and uh, you know if that's the one knock you want to put on him you can definitely go there but for the most part you know i i thought the move to have the uh the kids only press conference that was a good move I I, um, I hope he does that again soon. I, I think I, I would imagine he does that every week or so. He'll do one. Um, it seems like no, like we're not in quote unquote a shelter in place thing that now New York and California have done, but it yeah. basically feels like we're that way. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, me living off of Barstown Road and and being like in the heart of the Highlands, it is almost eerie. To, yeah. to 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 kind of just walk down the streets at night um like like i usually do um and just to not see much traffic at all 
Um, I mean, there are a few like things here or there. I would like to see a little bit more of like a a bigger firm conversation about how you know evictions are going to be handled. He yeah, kinda, he kind of talked about that a little bit. I know Louisville made essentially a mandate that they were going to suspend those for the next you know thirty to sixty days, and his response to that was more or less that there should be no evictions right now, but there wasn't like a formal proposal to to ending that thing. So there uh-huh. are a few way, places I could nitpick, but yeah. No question. It's, it's been, you know, it's just been really interesting to see, you know, how he's taken charge of things. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I think at a time like this, you're just looking for a calming voice. You're looking for someone to just stabilize you. Yeah. And um, it makes you wonder if if it's just like great policy or if it's just, we're so not used to competence that it's like, holy shit, this is happening. Wow. Yeah, it's it's every day. I'm just like flabbergasted. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else yeah. on Andy Brashear? You said you had no. a story about walking around. No, I mean, it, it, just like I, I don't know that it's like a deeper story, but I was just talking about just I I run. I have been running twice a day now. It's typically once a day, but I've kind of beefed it up to twice a day because I haven't really had much to do. And just seeing from the start of the week to now, the the sudden change from from the traffic levels on on Barstown Road has just been like crazy. Um, I, I, you've seen the pictures from like everywhere on Twitter across America of like Times Square, of like you saw the one um, in downtown Mobile. I'm sure a lot of people saw in downtown Mobile of how <laughs> shitty the roads looked, but how yeah. empty they were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of like speaking on that a, a little bit more. It is really um, just kind of wow um, to, to to see it right in front of your face. I guess. No, no question. And uh, it's been fascinating to see. Like, I don't know. I, I drove around. I think Saturday. Yeah, I drove around Saturday a little bit just because I needed to get out of the house and actually drove by Bartstown Road and saw like people out and about. You know, St. Patrick's Day. If St. Yeah. Patrick's Day hadn't, if if last Saturday hadn't been like raining, like I think we would have like. We would we would have been up there with like oh why are all these people out now and the the bars were pretty full to what I could see obviously I was just driving by but it would have been so much worse if it had been dry and people would have just been or if there or if there were still if there were still March Madness games and they and they did them in empty arenas um it it could have even been worse yeah so I don't know let's uh, I do want to talk a little bit of sports so we can give you know some of the distraction it's kind of hard um it's a weird like it's so weird to talk about this team because you use the NCAA tournament for so much as how yes. you view a team. And, it is the, and it, is you, the uh, it is the rule, ruler, you know, it's the, that, the measuring stick. Well, let me just start this off by saying like, what will you remember about this team? This, this mobile basketball team. Um, what is your, your lasting image uh, of this team? Uh, I think this, this sounds like overly negative, but I think like it's gonna be too. I think it's inconsistency. It's like the yeah. lack. The probably more like inconsistency sounds so terrible because the highs are so high. Beating, winning mm-hmm. at Duke is just like I don't know, man. I mean, that's one of the better wins. That's one of the better wins in the past, you know, five to ten years of this program's history. Mm-hmm. And but then doing things like losing two straight Clemson and, and Georgia Tech like in the yeah. same year in the, in the same and, you know, and the, having a month them, apart uh, 
having the Clemson one just rings so loud yes. because it was, it, 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 you know, and it's very possible that you had in this same season, you talk about the Duke win being one of the better wins of the last five, 10 years. It's possible you had one of the worst performances, at least against a conference opponent um, in the last five to 10 years at Clemson. You're talking about, right. you know, I, I wouldn't classify it as like a Providence loss when they when they took that team up there and kind of got routed by thirty, but it's in that same vein for sure. Yeah, it's so it's it, it's up there. It's weird to um, it's definitely weird to to analyze this team and and talk about like you know that, that were the expectations met. I think for me that I don't know I fall into that that same that same pattern. I fall into the same place of where. I still have as many questions about Chris Mack as I had going into the year. Um, and I don't think any of them were really answered and that, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing, but it's certainly not a good thing. I don't know. Like that's kind of where I, I, I feel pretty weird about because there are a lot of things you look at recruiting, how it's not exactly, you know, blazing off the charge, but you, it, you, you think about maybe that's, due to pending NCA stuff. And so you don't know how to properly evaluate that. Is it Mac? Is it, is it the NCA stuff? So there's a lot of like weird areas to, to truly kind of look at this team and, and evaluate them properly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still just have so many questions, I guess. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, you know, we joked a little bit, we were going to record a pod. We were going to record a pod right after the North Carolina um <clears throat> Right after the North Carolina Syracuse game, where we found yeah. out that Syracuse is going to be playing Louisville, and that was when the whole—that's when the whole uh, Rudy Gobert thing happened. And we kind of we we kind of said, okay, well, let's not do anything until we know if this is going to be canceled or not. And then, of course, everything just got canceled in the course of twenty-four hours, <laughs> and here we are a week later. Um, yeah. So that's why we haven't potted. Um, but I remember we had a conversation, this like very weird conversation that was like, if there's nobody in the crowds, like, does does Jor Moros shoot like 28 points a game? Yeah, we were uh, we were kind of being around the bush about it, but we were basically saying is Louisville faking themselves out and not realizing how large the moment is. Is that something that is beneficial to Louisville? Because you, you look at this team, I think throughout most across the board, most put them in the top three, just strictly on talent and, and, and depth and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it was reasonable to think maybe if they can't just uh, psych themselves out and, and looking at how large the moment it is, maybe that'll help them. Um, that was, that was a funny conversation. I do remember that, but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Um, I think it, uh, so much of how we were going to view this team was going to depend on not only what they did in the NCAA tournament, but what they did in the conference tournament. And to never have that is is pretty like unfulfilling. Uh, yeah. It seems quite clear to me that that Louisville is prioritizing guard play um, with with the Darius Perry transfer. We need to pour <laughs> one of that, pour one out for that. Because we're, we're, that's it. like, yeah, come on, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, it, but they're but they're obviously like prioritizing guard play going into the next season. They've offered like three guards in the last like three or four days. So that seems to be the certain place that that Mac wants to start with this uh, upcoming team, which I, I find, you know, pretty interesting, but it seems pretty logical. Yeah, no question. Um, I don't know. It's it's so weird. It's just so odd, like not having this go on, not having the you know, not having the, this tournament, and we'll never know. I can't. Like, I can't even fathom what it's like for 
I keep thinking weirdly about Dayton. Yeah. Cause like that was the, you know, of all the teams out there, I mean, Baylor had a good season, but I, I think Baylor was starting to come a part of the seams. And even, even Creighton too. Creighton was good. I, I, just, I think about the schools that they never have these huge seasons. Yeah. And then they started having them and you know, they're never going to have that back. I mean, Obi Toppin's not coming back, you know, like yeah. Dayton is never going to have the season that they had. Um, well, I mean, they, they maybe eventually, but they're, but, but Louisville's in this weird spot where we can probably look back on this like five to 10 years from now. I'm like, yeah, that team is kind of weird. Maybe they would have done something, but probably would have lost in the first weekend. You know? and, and I, I think there probably are a decent amount of coaches across the country that are probably thankful that it didn't happen because there were probably guys that, that were going into the NCAA tournament and based upon that, you know, Archie Miller may have been one. They, they go yeah. to the, the, the first four game and get routed this season's pretty loud for him. So uh, that's, that's a whole other weird aspect too. You know, like there's, there's so many odd little things. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think of the Archie point of that. That's, that's funny. I wonder if he's going to, if he's going to stick around, I'm guessing he will. Um, I guess he will now. Yeah. Because the last thing like image of them is scrambling to make the tournament. They did. Well, they'll get, I mean, he gets, he's getting lander next year. So yeah. There's that too. Did you th- did that make you think any differently about the Lander thing? Not that's a, this is a the fact that he's uh, Christian Lander is is reclassifying to 2020. That almost made me feel better about him not coming because I feel like he's like I'm not going to play with David Johnson. I was I was pretty soured off that. Um, that may help a little bit, but man, that that one like. I didn't I, I've been hesitant like choosing my words a little bit more carefully on Twitter, which is rare for me, but I've been trying to <laughs> to with Matt. You gotta make these last few these last few tweets count, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems it seems like people are like uh, they're being so black and white with good, bad with him. But that that particular like missing on him and having him go to a, a guy like Archie Miller, a school that you've consistently been better from, even even with the NCAA stuff, it really hasn't mattered. You've still been better than them the last six, seven years. That one hurt a lot. Um, the, the David Johnson stuff, yeah, um, that matters. But I do think there's something going on below the surface with yeah. the NCAA stuff because that's really the – and that's, you know, that's, that's the hard time. You can't really just put max feet to the fire even if you really wanted to because – that's hanging over the school's head. And that's a perfectly reasonable excuse to have to not be recruiting so well. So it, it's, you know, it bothered me, bothered me yeah. a lot, but it, but it makes sense if, if you want to look at it from that perspective. I imagine that next year we'll kind of go on without much of a, much of a hiccup in the, the summer of next year is probably when you're really going to start hearing the ramblings about that stuff. That would or be even, I think even halfway through this next season. You think you think it'll be that soon? Uh, I don't know. With with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, maybe the maybe the coronavirus delayed some of that too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I think we we had had private conversations that we thought something would happen this summer. Yeah. So yeah. I just yeah. I if we push it back six months, you know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> maybe maybe would, not. Yeah, I mean, it would it would just feel it would make a lot more sense if um if that were were the case um. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems you you kind of joked about it on Twitter the other day, and I wanted to make sure we got to it. It does seem like this is kind of solidified that Jay Scrub will be in a U, U of L uniform, which is yes. uh, funny. 
Yes. So if anyone saw that, and I mean, this is a slightly hella pessimistic way to think about this, but uh, it seems that the NBA is preparing to, to give recommendations on draft status and like where people will be taken based on just tape alone. And so, they're, so, they're, so they're doing no, have, have they, I didn't, I've heard people talk about this, but I never saw any official like announcement from the NBA. Are they doing no combine or is it still? They up, have it. It's still up in the air, but the, but the fact that the NBA is preparing for they're developing this committee to give like official recommendations, that is, that was kind of a big neon light to this. Gotcha. Um, I just don't think they think that they're going to have a ton of stuff happen. Yeah. So there's that and uh, that would is that would make you assume i i I think where scrub was really gonna pop off was in workouts and if they're not doing workouts they're not going to do a combine maybe he get doesn't get invited to the combine anyway um yeah i I, that doesn't that doesn't bode well for him in terms of draft status but i don't know his his, someone interviewed his dad recently i think and he still kind of was non you know yeah not really not really committing, not committal to anything, but you have to believe that if he's not getting a, you know, if he's like, you're probably going to not get drafted or if you get drafted, maybe you'll be at the very end. Do you want to take that risk? Um, I would think he comes back and like, let's, let's be a hundred percent honest. That's the difference between Louisville being a top 25 team. If you ask me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's a scenario for Louisville basketball next year to where things could be very bad. Um, or there's a scenario to where they could be very good it's it's very fickle um you know we we talk about guys like like sam williamson that we didn't really see emerge the way we wanted them to emerge yeah and that's another thing (laughs) where you know maybe you have that conference tournament and you have an ncaa tournament maybe he gets he gets a game where he he gets double digit scoring and you and you have that confidence boost going into the next season but since you never saw that you have more questions there um so i mean if you can look at it from the perspective of Hey, you get Sam emerging, you get you get David Johnson emerging, you get Jay Scrub emerging. That's a yeah. formidable big three. I saw Batorvik. Um, these projections are pretty flawed right now because there's so much you don't know about transfers, you don't know about who's going. Right. But but they projected Jay Scrub and they projected um, Samuel Williamson. They projected Malik Williams all to score around double digits. Um, so you know you factor that in, and you have a guy like David Johnson who can who can drop 14 and, and eight a night. That's a pretty formidable team. But a lot of that pit is is pending Jay Scrub being in a U of L uniform. Yeah. And and obviously. Sam Williamson kind of making that next step. So I, I think there's a lot of room for this team to, to go either way. Um, it, it is going to be kind of a fascinating thing to watch kind of who Mac decides to trust a little bit more. He didn't play Aiden Gahan. I, I think injuries played, you know, somewhat of a role there. Especially but he didn't down play. the stretch, yeah. Yeah. It still didn't seem like he played them enough as you, you maybe anticipated, but he also didn't play Josh Nickelberry, um, who was also injured um, and, and different stretches. So I, I think going into the summer, he's going to have to trust one of those and maybe prioritize a position uh, on the grad transfer market. So it'll be interesting from my perspective who he kind of trusts um, in that role, whether it is the front court or the back court. I, I would lean towards saying he's probably going to try and go get another big man, but that's it, it could go either way. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating. I, I, I don't we're going to learn a lot depending on I mean, there's three scholarships open. So 
is Matt going to prioritize? Where is Matt going to prioritize guys? You know, because because he's going to need to get some grad transfers. So if he gets guys at the wings, I wonder if he's thinking that Williamson will play some two. He definitely (laughs) needs a four. Definitely. We get Sam Williamson playing in the two. I may have to make a trip back to Louisville just to scream to the heavens and, and praise Chris <laughs> just, Mack and then just return to walk back. in and scream about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you're wrong about that. That'd be. Uh, we'll we'll see if that happens. I thought that I I still go back to to thinking that is the that that's the biggest beef I had with this team is that <laughs> he, he he never made that decision early enough and. Throughout the season, I, I think you had a situation to where you couldn't put your three best scorers on the floor at once. Um, and Jordan Moore, and Samuel Williamson, and Dwayne Sutton. Because Sam Williamson comes out the gate at Miami and scores the, what, the 10-11 points? And you're like, all right. And you never really see it again. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Um, how do you feel about – Jordan Mora's draft stock going down and how much Mac is to blame for that. I mean, do you think Mac is to blame for that? I don't. Cause I don't because, at all. But if you wanted to make the case for it, you could definitely say he benched Jordan Moore and he kind of, you know, shattered his confidence and, and that really hurt things. I think the issues so with Jordan Morris. Case, I, I think I think the issues can... with his uh, his you know psyche. I don't know. Um, it, it's, I don't like using the word psyche because it, it's a little too mental health related. But I think just the issues with with him, <laughs> his his on the court behavior and his on the court you know competitiveness uh, come from before that. Yeah, no, I would agree. It was just something I kind of want to kick around your way because if if you do want to like talk about psyche and, and like the mental aspect, then then obviously being benched kind of like you know exasperates that a little bit, and I, I think maybe it affected him more than even Mac probably anticipated. So mm-hmm. that, that that's you know that's kind of making a reach if you want to make that argument. But I do think if you know if it's Rick Bettino, if it's John Calipari, if it's previous guys, if if a, if a guy you know Montrez Harrell returns to Louisville and plummets in the draft stocks, it's probably going to be Rick Bettino to blame. You know whether he he should be blamed or not. So it's it's a little surprising to me that that hasn't been more of a conversation. That you had a guy that was projected to be a fringe first rounder, and now he's just completely absent altogether. Well, he, he, here's something. Here's something. I think it, it, when that happens, when that, I think there's so much going on right now, but when we get to the nitty gritty of it, I, I think he's. I, I would I wouldn't be shocked if his you know his dad or his or some of his associates try and and use that as a part of his draft stock right yeah because isn't mean, that what we, that's what some people have done what was it I think it was Wayne Blackshear did that feel well, like. we had the we we had the Darius even we had the Darius Perry's father come out and oh, say yes. he wanted to transfer somewhere where where there wasn't a straight jacket um and no I think there's I think there's a little something to that because of the way Mac wants to play is is not the way a lot of maybe guards and, and people that were in the system want to play. So I don't know. I think that, I think you're right. That probably is something to look forward to. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um man, I'm gosh, now I'm just like thinking about the Darius Perry leaving <laughs> and how sad that makes me. I was I was so bummed. Yeah. Um, maybe we transitioned to that now. I, I 
no, I mean, I, I don't know that there's any more to, to say other than, than that it it's really bumming because you know it's a guy that, that has talent and you know it's a guy that, for me, I mean, he was just a, a favorite of mine for, for whatever reason. Maybe it's just tenacity, his attitude, being the guy on the bench that's that's kind of hyping everybody up, whatever it was. I, he just resonated with me, and, and I like the kid. Um, so So to see it in the way it did just sucks, man. Um, because I, I totally expect if Darius gets into the right situation, you could totally see him balling out. And, and I hope that I think he's well. going to, I, I don't, I just, I, just I, I think he's going to, and yes, I do think, I do think he's right. And his dad is right. And the fact of Max system didn't work for him the way that Rick Pitino system did. And that's uh, well, go ahead. Well, well, I want to circle back to that, but go ahead. I just think especially defensively, that's what, that's that's his dna is just tenacious over tenaciousness gambling is on the ball you know it, it, it that's that's how and and i think especially in in a in this kind of system in the pack line system where that's no, those aren't the main kind of dna of it and in a, in a Rick Pitino defense, everyone's tenacious. Everyone's coming after it. So the refs are kind of a little more used to it. So when so when Darius right. Perry comes off the bench and all of a sudden he's all up on guys, the the refs are used to this defense, this back line defense. Like, oh, wait, whoa, this guy, hold on. And that's why yeah. I think he, like, one of the reasons why he'd get called for fouls so, so much off. If, if we were running the chaos, you know, the, the, the chaos system, the, the full court press, it wouldn't be as big an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a really good point because officiating definitely adjusts early on pretty much how they're going to call a game. So I, I think that's a really good point and one that I, I hadn't really thought of. I I think there's something, too, for me, Mac, looking at guys like that that fit into that personnel and saying, am I going to adjust my system for you or am I not? And I'm not sure where I fall into that place. Yeah. Um, be, because, like, there's uh, one that comes to mind. Like, there's There's been several Duke teams here and there where Coach K doesn't want to, but he's played zone, and it's kind of made the difference on on his teams in the past. He played a little zone this year, and it, and it was like, oh, my gosh, he's playing zone. He's doing it again. But yeah, I, I thought that early on that, that Mac needed to make a decision to say, you know, this is the most talented team that I've maybe had in my coaching career, but their talent is going to be much more on display in a system that I don't want to play. Do I adjust my system or do I say, you know, this is my system. I believe in it and I'm going to play it. And I don't know where I fall there. I, I think there's some blame to go around to, to, to Mac, but I can also understand someone saying, you know, this is the way I'm going to play and I'm going to do it and I'm going to implement my system because this is what I believe in. You know, Rick Bettino played zone. That's what he did. Fans hated it a lot of times. They wanted him to get out of zone. They wanted him to get out of zone, but it worked. Made him a Hall of Fame coach. So I, I, I don't know where I fall there. I really don't. That's, it's a good point, and it's something I think we still have to learn about Max still. I think especially now he's, quote, unquote, getting his guys I mean, this next yeah. team is is quote unquote his guys, right? Yeah, I mean, even Malik Williams, he recruited him at Xavier, so yeah. So uh, this next, I, I'm really interested in seeing how things adapt. Then, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good point because I, he's just not going to be a guy that's going to wake up one day and decide that I don't want to play pack line anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is fine if that's what you want to do. That's fine, but you say that you need big guards to do that, go get them then. Well, what else should we talk about? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, 
I definitely want to make sure uh, I'm going to have more time to get a few more episodes in more than I originally thought. Um, yes. So I definitely want to make sure we chat again. This won't be the last podcast. No, this won't be the last podcast, but let's, I don't know. Let's, let's do, how about a recommendation? Let's close this out with a recommendation. <laughs> each. Okay. What are you, what are you doing to pass the time? What is something you could recommend to the listeners? Some that's putting you at ease. Um, putting me at ease. Um, <laughs> something's making you feel okay. Maybe not necessarily at ease. It, maybe it's, maybe it's serious, but something that's just helping you out. I, I, I do look forward to pretty much daily at this point, popping up a podcast. Usually it's like a free economics one that's yeah. totally unrelated to what's going on and learning something new about something I've never really heard of. And then just running for as long as I can. Um, running for a long time i laughed at people that did it because i was like that sounds like the most miserable thing that anyone could do why would anyone want to do that but in these times it, it it's very attractive me. i will say i'm 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 intrigued <laughs> it, it, <laughs> as a non-runner it, it, it's nice to have a lot of like uh negative energy kind of used um used towards something that you know it, it is for the better and for the good so yeah yeah that, that's what i'm doing these days how about you um I mean, I'm doing a lot. Of, I mentioned, I mentioned Notting Hill, which is great. One thing that's just, I don't know, I, it, this is going to sound super corny. Uh, I'm going to recommend a video game. I'm going to recommend Ooh. Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> hey, whatever works, man. Um, which is, I've been playing, I have, you know, a lot of my high school friends are all across the country. So I'm playing, yeah, I play a lot with a, with my buddy who's in Seattle, actually like five miles from that, that, uh, that nursing home that a lot of people died in. Um, so he's on lockdown. And then a good buddy of mine lives in the outskirts of Boulder, uh, just outside Boulder, Colorado. So uh, we've been playing a lot and it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, it's, it's, it, it's a nice conversation. I recommend just playing a game that you can play with other people uh, online and it isn't, doesn't take too much of your attention span is fun is, opportunity to talk about something and, and collaborate on something, you know, you know, obviously we're competing against other people. So we're collaborating on something that isn't, you know, super serious and gets right. the mind working in a different way. And, um, you know, I've done that, if, you know, an hour here, an hour or two here and there, which is, it's been nice and, you know, kind of a little bit of an escape. So I think that's my recommendation. I have, I've also done that. Um, I, I told you about getting the fancy new phone and I can actually yes. play like, these amazing games on my phone now. So I've been doing that with, with PS soccer where you can kind of build your tape. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. play with people around the world. So that's been fun. So yeah. Solid recommendation. Um, solid your video game. It's just, it just, you know, it's, it's simple. It just takes your mind out of something. If, even if it's for 15 minutes and you just kind of could zone out, like it just, I think it's what we all need. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do as as we mentioned. I think we talked we, we before we started recording. You said, Chris, you're leaving a week from Sunday. I'm leaving a, a week from Sunday, but I am going to be traveling the next month and a half almost. Um, so I will be more available than I previously thought. So maybe we'll get a few. Um, yeah, we'll get a few. We'll get a few pods in and just talk about stuff. Yeah, we'll get a few on the road one. So uh, a new territory for the. Podcast. If you guys want us to talk about stuff, we can do that. I don't know. This is just <laughs> going to be weird for a while. Yeah, it, it is going to be weird. We're going to have to search a little bit more for for some topics, but um, we'll do it. And we'll, do we'll have fun doing it. All right, sounds good, man. All right. Thanks everyone for listening.
we'll, you know, stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next time.